This episode of First Encounter contains spoilers for the video game Final Fantasy VII. If you've not played this game, first off, what are you doing? Don't be like me. And second, go play it instead of listening to us. If you'd like to follow along, listen to the end of the episode for where we play to next, as well as how you can get in touch with us. We would also like to take a second to say that we are in no way affiliated with Square. We're just a couple of guys trying to have fun with a cool video game. Getting the fuck out of here. I hate the gold saucer. Nothing good happens in the gold saucer. Mm-mm. I was all pumped, a little jazzed. I was a little turned on. We we're going to see Dio. And then Kate Sith has to fucking ruin it all. I don't even want to plow Kate Sith anymore. You had a lovely date. I did have a lovely date. I actually really had fun. I think I've, I think I've, I think I've fallen in love with Aerith. Uh, we take the tiny Bronco over to the Temple of the Cetra, where we've already been. Uh, but this time things are a little bit different. Hmm. We cross the bridge, and Aerith drops to her knees and is seemingly listening to the land at this point. Um, she says a bunch of stuff, like she's having a one-sided conversation with someone that we can't hear, and she's like not quite getting it. So she keeps like wanting to go deeper into the temple to kind of like seemingly to make a deeper connection with the ancients and to to really hear what they're saying. So as we're going up the steps of the temple, we see a black cloaked figure kind of stumble out of it and just collapse completely forgot about that yeah and you run up to him and i think it's barrett who is with you he's like this guy's got a tattoo ah 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 hmm. man a black cloak up there i want to go inside <laughs> same air <laughs> oh you're trash <laughs> excellent look there's men in black cloak is it um guy i bet it's um guy black materia look but he has a number tattoo yeah. It says number nine. He has a tattoo on his neck. Uh. Hello? Hello? Oh, goodbye. Thank God that happened. <laughs> I like how no one reacted to it. So the black cloaked figure just elevated to the sky and then was beamed away. Like, okay, sure. So we go up to where we previously had tried to enter the temple and Cloud was just like, I don't fucking know. No keystone, no entry. You know what I'm saying? And we find a familiar face. Sans helicopter. <laughs> Fucking Sang. Classic. Classic Sang. Just hanging out, having the time of his life, <laughs> seemingly having just been recently gutted <laughs> by by probably Sephiroth. <laughs> at this point, it's probably Sephiroth. Later, it definitely becomes Sephiroth. But at this point, it's like, yeah, I've been gutted. Hey, it's Sang. Sang of the Turks. Oh, I've been tricked. That's not his voice. Hey, fuckers. I think that was Sang's voice. It's not the promised land Sephiroth's searching for. Sephiroth, he's inside. Look for yourself. Damn, letting Aerith go was the start of my bad luck. The president was wrong. You're wrong. The promised land isn't like what you imagined. And I'm not going to help. Either way, there was no way Shinra could have won. Pretty harsh. Sounds like something you'd say. The keystone. Place it on the altar. Is Sang gonna make it? I feel like he might not make it. You crying? Who's he talking to? Oh, Sang's with our enemy, the Turks. But I've known him since we were little. There's not a lot of people I can say that about. In fact, there are probably only a handful of people in the world who really know me. Well, that sounds like some fucking Stockholm Syndrome shit. Basically, Aerith is like, what, you want us to feel bad for you? Like, I was never going to help the Shinra. The Shinra was never going to find the promised land. But she did feel weird about Sang, which is interesting because Sang had a crush on Aerith. 
which you know is weird. We're 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 still on the it's weird panel for that. But Aerith seems to have a bit of a soft spot for saying, not romantically, but in a I've known him since I was a child kind of way. I think she says something like, I can't say that about many people that I've known them since I was a child, and I just feel weird about it. And I like that. That's a very weird dichotomy and and a very mature aspect of Aerith um, that we haven't seen previously because the last time Aerith decided to give us some insight was like, chin up, Barrett. Let's go play some games, even though your friend's murdering people. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> what a treat. What a delight. But it, it's a very um, relatable feeling. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. you like, fuck. I mean, everyone has people in their life they want to cut out, but it's hard because you've known them since childhood. As I stare <laughs> at Chris across the, the microphones here. <laughs> but no, it is a relatable feel. Um, jokes aside. And it is it is a really good aspect of the character building and storyline of final fantasy 7 that we've come to really love and appreciate i believe on this podcast because it's just so different it's not an emotion that's usually conveyed in games where you're like oh well i feel bad for the bad guys because they have human aspects because i've known them because of xyz i really enjoyed that aspect of this exchange yeah it seems like saying gonna be okay but he's not great that's for sure could be better yeah could be uh, on his copter I believe Chris said uh, in the moment, no, it'll be okay because he doesn't have Sephiroth's sword <laughs> left in him. Yeah. Um, but we, uh, we we talked to Sang and Sang's like, yeah, go see for yourself. So we proceed basically from this point into the Temple of the Ancients. Uh-oh. Hmm. Goodbye. Uh, oh, this looks like a nightmare. Oh, no. Let me guess. Random encounters the entire way through. <laughs> oh, you know it. Words. Feelings. So many of them here. Damn, this is the Temple of the Ancients. Thanks, Barrett. Cloud, I know it's going to be tough, but don't give up. We can do it. So this is an actual nightmare of mine. Yeah. Temples like this. I want you to know. We enter the temple at this point, and we see just a straight-up MC Escher nightmare of stairs. We kind of bumblefuck our way through this area. There was not much. I mean, there's like a lot of chests and items and stuff. I think we only got about half of them. There's still a lot hanging out there. But the thing of note is this purple blobish creature that's like, <laughs> and runs away. And you're like, yeah, all right, that's fucking weird. Let's follow it. I'm going to spare you, dear listener, from the nightmare we encountered of trying to figure out where to go. Ooh, touch me's. Oh, Front yes. jab. Give me that little frog jab. Yeah, frog jab. And here we are. Frog on frog. Chris, when are you going to touch me? I'm so angry. I fucking... I do not like this MC Escher bullshit. It's the frogs that really make it impossible. Yeah. Also, I can't help you because I actually don't remember how to get through this area. This is literally my biggest fear. Alright, let's go up. Oh shit. Hmm. Seriously? Yeah. I'll just kick you and wake you back up. <laughs> this is forever now. Is this what you wanted from today? What a nightmare. I hate this. All right. Where the fuck could we possibly go? This just goes up here, which brings me back to where I was. That's how I got down here in the first place. I can't go that way. I hate this. Oh, this is so awful, Chris. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? How did that not... That didn't kill him? No. Shit. It's a tough frog. Chris, this might be a party wipe. Yeah, this is terrible. 
Once we got to the point where we found the creature, we learned that it was the spirit of an ancient that was left to guard the temple and that over the years they've lost the ability to talk. So it can't really converse with us, but we are able to rest, save the game or buy shit from it. Mm. Pretty dope. Yeah. From that point, we proceeded back to the MC Asher nightmare and we make our way into the boulder room, the boulder room. What a nightmare. This was Indiana Jones hell happening on screen. What's happening here, Hanny? Uh, Indiana Jones is basically happening on my screen. I'm getting rolled boulders at. Oh, I see. They're half. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do they all go in the same place? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> hmm. And here we are, huh? Hmm. This might be where we uh, end the game, Chris. <laughs> Guess this is. Uh... Oh, they, that's unfair. It rolls you back to the beginning. Does it actually do damage? No, 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 no. Oh, that's unfair that it brings you all the way back. And this is the end of the podcast. Is it? Thanks for joining us on this journey. It's been a blast. We'll catch you. Oh, that was unfair. Come on. Catch you in our next series, Boulder Time. I think I did pretty good. Luckily, the boulders don't damage you, but they have like a kind of, they're like a half circle with like another like space in between them. That the idea is you have to run up and like duck and like let the boulder roll over you like in the perfect space. And we, um, so actually made it past the boulders pretty pretty quickly, relatively quickly. And we come across a little pool. There's an item at the pool. We pick up the item. Morph materia. Morph materia. And we continue on through more boulders until we get to the end of this area where Aerith screams, wait, we have to go back. Come this way. And we go back to the pool we were just at for whatever. Go- this, this bugged me so bad. I don't know why, <laughs> but it just really upset me that we had to go through the whole boulder thing and then back. But... We go to the pool area, and Aerith is Aerith is like, "Hey, it's it's showing us something," and you get this vision of Sang in the temple in this like corridor, looking at this mural. Is this the promised land? No, it can't be. That's a big. Oh shit! Oh, there's Sephiroth. Sephiroth. So you open the door. Well done. This place. What is it? A lost treasure house of knowledge, the wisdom of the ancients. I am becoming one with the planet. One with the planet? Ah! Why is there two Sephiroths? You stupid fools. You've never even thought about it. All the spirit energy of this planet, all its wisdom, knowledge. I will meld with it all. I will become one with it. It will become one with me. You can do that? The way lies here. Only death awaits you all, but do not fear. Don't stab saying. For it is through death that a new spirit energy is born. Soon you will live again as a part of me. Sang's gonna be okay though, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. We get this cutscene of uh Sang staring at these hieroglyphs on this wall and uh trying to kind of figure out what it means. But then he gets a visitor. In a very strange way. So this scene is Cloud and Aerith and Barra are kind of translucent or transparent watching this it's, scene unfold. It's a very cool, well-done scene for the graphics at the time. The way that Sephiroth comes into it, where he's translucent, the same as Cloud and Aerith and Barrett, who are watching this scene, and then Sang doesn't 
see him until he materializes in front of him very solid. Yeah, it's not like Sephiroth snuck up on him. It's like Sephiroth was in the room like as a spirit and then decided to be solid. Right. It's very similar to a couple of other instances we've seen Sephiroth in. Um, Rocket Sephiroth, where he <laughs> Kamehameha's out of the basement of Shinra Manor in Nibelheim. And then how he was uh, on... The ship. Yeah, Genova's Yacht was what I was going to say. <laughs> I was trying to remember if I knew the actual name of the ship, but all I could think was Genova's Yacht. But it, it reminds me of the previous times we've seen Sephiroth post Nibelheim, more present times, where he's been very more than human. Like he, he previously, like in past Nibelheim time, we just saw him as a very strong soldier. These times, like he can fly, he can like go through like ship, like he rises up out of the floor, he can like fly through your chest at some, I think he like flies through you at one point. He's very much more spirit than solid, it seems most of the time. So I don't know what to think about that right now, but I've connected that over time that like he's been very much more spirit than solid um, in, in the modern, quote unquote, modern time that we've seen him. One of the things I really like about this scene is as you're listening to Sephiroth address saying, like saying is like kind of talking to himself and then Sephiroth kind of like is translucent as well and kind of floats into the scene and then becomes like real. Right. And then that's when saying notices him, but he kind of does this thing and then he like leaves behind like an image of himself. And then like a second Sephiroth kind of keeps going. And what I thought at the time was that Sephiroth was just multiplying himself, but I think it was more of an artistic choice of like showing the stages of Sephiroth talking to saying through this vision um he started talking about merging with the live stream again which he's he's already said at some point uh previously but the thing he says after he stabs saying is oh don't worry like death is only brief like you'll become one with me and you'll be risen again it's like really not much of a comfort my dude like that's <laughs> nightmarish like yeah really don't want to but it seems like what he's trying to do are you a fan of, you're a fan of evangelion right oh yeah he seems almost like he's trying to achieve instrumentality where everything becomes one and loses its individual consciousness and becomes one consciousness. It strikes me very much in that same vibe as what Genji is trying to accomplish, which is basically merging all life together to become one all-powerful being. Yeah, I was going to say, Sephiroth, probably not the type of guy who wants to lose his consciousness. Yeah, so that's the funny thing is that it seems like he wants to merge all the consciousness into himself and then he's like no 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 no! i'm just gonna get all your power and then i'm still gonna be the head honcho here yeah totally <laughs> um but yeah he fucking stabs sang uh, across the belly and sang's not looking so hot and i believe at that point we're pulled kind of out of the uh memory from the pool we are able to progress back up the boulder path and we see the spirit of the ancients he lets us save, heal, etc. We head past him and we go into a clock room. I don't know how to describe this other than a clock room because it's a room with 12 doors in a circle and hands in the center of the room that act as bridges between the doors. Clock hands. Clock hands. For the record. Oh my God. Can you imagine some, like nightmarish human hands? Like, <laughs> I am the time guardian. Ye who seek the knowledge of the ancients. I control the time. Select your path menu move it myself okay spin proceed now oh, okay i see actual clock rules Goddamn! <laughs> it's his time you may proceed well wait what he said i could proceed yeah but you got knocked by the hand that was uh that's dumb well i guess we're here oh now. thank god there's a t-rex on the wall feels like a battle nice excellent Ooh, baby what's that thing nothing good uh attack from both sides yeah Southern Cross is one of uh, my favorite animes. Hmm. 
Uh, don't like that. Didn't care for it. I have um, cure to cure all coming, hopefully, right after this. Whew. We'll see though. I kind of want to gloss over this to a degree because it was really stupid. But like, I, I fell at one point. I managed to beat the enemies that are at the bottom, got a, an item, and then we just started kind of fucking checking every clock hand as we went around and realizing that they were either blocked passages or if they weren't blocked, they were uh, treasure chests that you had to fight an enemy for. Ah, old boxy box. Ah, no, oh, got me. What do we got here? Oh, what? Hmm. What is that, Chris? Who is that? Why are you asking me? It's just a swimmer. <laughs> Ask me where I keep my Pokeballs. Girl <laughs> secret. Dummy dusts your own party because he's fascinated. Stop. Don't tell me that that's what's going to happen. You saw the way he was spinning at her. Chris, no. Gonna go back in time. I came in from nine, right? Yes. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure it's okay. I'm sure it's fine. Dun, dun. Oh, what are those? These aren't good. Chris, they look real bad. These are no-nos. Don't fuck around with them. Will you salute me as I die? Thank you, sir. Baby, we're ah! going down swinging. No! I just keep fucking up. <laughs> Why would anyone want to spin it? Is it just ran like just in case they like the randomness of it? <laughs> sure. The insanity. <laughs> what a nightmare. You getting bored? No. I'm just ready for the talk through. Welcome to the First Encounter Balls cast. <laughs> but enough about our balls. Hey, here we are. Yeah, it looks like a thing. At this point, I I just wanted to fucking progress the game. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go to the 12th hand because that's like an ominous door with boss music. But it's fucking locked. So <laughs> no, fuck you. So I believe it's the 6th hand. And that has this puzzle. I'm just, I rolled my eyes very hard there, where there's like three floors of four doors that you have to run in between to try to catch the spirit of the temples because he has a fucking key. The guard to escape with the key to the door moves on a set course. Memorize the doors he enters and exits to figure out the pattern and catch him at an exit. Gotta flush him out like the little rat he is. He jumped out that one. I think he comes out this one. I could be wrong though. Looks like I'm wrong. Hmm. Right. When he goes in that end one, he comes out bottom left. What a nightmare. <laughs> hey. Got him. Bitch. Nailed it. <sighs> Losing my energy, if you can't tell. This is our end point for the episode. Is it? Yeah. Actually? Yeah. Was this entirely where you planned on it? Yep. All right. That's a bit annoying, but okay. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> what a nightmare. So. That's where we wrapped up. Uh, yeah. What do Chris? you think's through the door? Sephiroth. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I mean, yeah, it's it's very fucking obviously Sephiroth. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. When we fight it, I don't think it's going to be Sephiroth that we fight. It's going to be another piece of Genova. Okay. Yes. I'm going to pull us back slightly, just for a fun aside. When you fell into the room from the clock tower and fought right. those dragons, every single time I come through this game, I will get a game over there. Oh, I didn't. In the other place, I get a game over every single time is with the slimes i did get a game over at the slimes we can't cut that out dear listener i can't lie to you anymore i definitely got a game over there i think it was the only game over this session yeah, yeah. um wow a lot happened today this was a weird yo-yo of an episode of ups and downs i don't know how to feel I i'm excited like i'm very glad we're progressing the story i'm pissed about kate seth that was super annoying like I'm just, I'm actually mad. Like, I'm actually angry at that character. 
but I really want to see what's going to happen next with that. I mean, fuck, there's just so much happening now. Like, the story's starting to splinter in a way where it's not just a single track you're following of things that are intrigue. There's multiple tracks of intrigue. So yeah. now my little pea brain is trying to keep <laughs> up and hold on to that. And it's, it's been a nightmare. Do you have anything you'd like to discuss before we uh, let our listeners go for the evening? Yeah, there's a couple things I'd like to wrap about. Please wrap with me. I would also like to say I want to touch on something a little spoilery at the end of this episode. So if you haven't played this game, just break off when I say to. If you have played this game and you want to hear us shit about that, just uh, stay tuned. I'm pretty interested because uh, Chris always tells me no spoilers, so I don't know what he's going to even say. So the first thing is you brought up a new theory of yours. I do have a new theory. Would you like to hit me with that? Oh boy, do I. Uh, Let me, if you wouldn't mind indulging me for a quick second, I believe I texted it to you. I said... I have a new theory. Cloud is deaf a clone of Zack, who was Sephiroth's best friend. And then Chris said, do you want me to keep your parts in? (laughs) (laughs) Back to my theory, though. I can't remember exactly what I was doing at the time, but I often think about Final Fantasy VII as this is now my, basically my entire life outside of work is dedicated to this podcast. But I think I was painting my house or I was vacuuming. And I was just thinking about Final Fantasy, and some dots kind of aligned for me based off of Tifa's reaction to Zack stuff in our previous uh, a previous episode, and uh, thinking about Aerith talking about her previous boyfriend and him having uh, Mako eyes and being a lot like Cloud. Um, that second part, though, him being a lot like Cloud, was hardcore solidified where Aerith is talking about someone in her past she doesn't really specify who who cloud is identical to and she says identical and that's a very strong word to use and i know sometimes the grammar in this in this game isn't perfect but identical isn't a word you use often unless you mean they are the carbon copy of we've also seen clones at this point of sephiroth with the black cloaked figures so what i'd like to believe at this point is cloud is a clone of zach and Zack is the person who actually went through a lot of what Cloud is remembering in Nibelheim. And I'm wondering if Cloud is even from Nibelheim himself at all, or if he was born as a 14-year-old. And how much Tifa knows about that, because Tifa was acting extremely weird about the Zack stuff. I'm, I'm not 100% sure by any means, but this is my new track, is that there is cloning in this world. We've seen it. There is putting someone else's consciousness or trying to into a cloned body. They've tried that with Sephiroth. It doesn't seem to have worked really, but it seems like cloud might have actually been a, a clone of, of Zach. And I think that Zach was actually a friend of Sephiroth's based on the flashbacks in Nibelheim and that cloud's memories there are actually Zach's memories. And he is remembering a time he went on a mission. Zach did that is, with Sephiroth as like his friend. I think that the rookie aspect where like Cloud was a rookie in that memory was kind of an altered memory. And if we see the true memory, it would be actually Zack and Sephiroth as equal members of Soldier. But I don't know that Cloud was ever actually there. I think he might have been, he might have false memories implanted. Interesting. Okay. Got two questions. All right. Answer me, Daddy. Um, A, if Aerith is like, this guy looks identical to my past whatever boyfriend i i assume it's the boyfriend she mentioned previously where she's like my boyfriend had mako eyes but sure yeah why wouldn't she be like it's fucking you the first time you meet why why wouldn't she recognize you 
if she knows definitively that Zach is dead, she would know that that's not Zach. Like if she saw him die or if she knows for a fact. Uh, this is also assuming that Zach is that boyfriend. Sure. I don't know how Tifa knows Zach. I don't know if Tifa and Zach were actually best friends growing up and that Cloud has kind of filled in. And it's a little bit like, have you ever seen The Truman Show with Jim Carrey? No. Holy shit, watch yeah, that. It's yeah. a phenomenal movie. But the idea is that Jim Carrey's character is the member of a reality show and he has no idea. He lives in a completely fabricated town, life, marriage, everything is completely fabricated. I get that similar vibe from Tifa and from Aerith now that like they kind of know more than they are willing to share and that they're going along with everything. I'm not really sure to what means. Yeah. But my thought is that if Cloud is a clone of Zack and they look identical, like they said, I've actually never seen Zack. So I don't know if they look identical and I refuse to look him up uh, at this point, obviously. Keep doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, If she knows for a fact that Zack is dead. Um, or whoever it is that Cloud is a clone of, she's not going to be like, oh, it's you, you're back. She's going to be like, that's weird. But I also know the Shinra, so... And uh, the other thing is, she knows Hojo. She knows Shinra. She lived in the lab. Mm -hmm. She's probably seen him do some pretty uh, gross things with cloning before. She's probably more aware of what... If Cloud is a clone, she's more aware of that than Cloud is, probably. Because her closeness to hojo to the science experiments to all that okay that's that's where my train of thought is right now at least so do you think cloud's memories of well you said his memories of when he's going through nibelheim you think that's like fabricated oh shit so there's a problem there if tifa's friend was actually zach which i was thinking and that she's just going along with it because she wants her friend back or you know whatever reason my thought would be that you know she's just playing along sure the problem here is that we met zach's parents not in Nibelheim. Right. So if Zack was the one from Nibelheim originally... They would have recognized him. They would have recognized him as Zack. And... Oh, uh, shit. I think my thing is falling apart here. Damn it. Ah, uh, damn it. So there's still a lot... I, there's a lot of injury. Cloud's on. memories are not his. I am adamant on that point. I won't say I'm 100% positive because there's no, I don't have proof for it. But I am adamant that Cloud's memories are fabricated. And I think there's someone else's. Maybe his physical body isn't a clone, but someone else's. But Aerith said he looks just like him. So I'm, I'm very, ah, I'm lost. I'm, I'm happy lost though. Yeah, like yeah, I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just excited to see what happens next. There's a lot of things happening. Oh, there's so much. What else did you want to ask me about? I think I've brought it up in the past, but now that we're in the Temple of the Ancients, correct? Any idea what the Black Materia is doing? Why is it? <laughs> That was another thing that was really annoying about the the lounge bit in the hotel was uh, someone was like, oh, Black Materia, what's that? And Cloud's like, oh, you wouldn't even know if I explained it to you. And I was like, why don't you try me, asshole? I need to know. Tell me. Um, (sighs) Why is everyone going after it? What's its deal? Assumedly, it is a massively powerful materia. Like um, Scarlet from Shinra was looking for big, huge materia. Sephiroth is chasing the black materia. Like, it's probably the same thing. Like, it's a massive thing. I'm assuming that they want it for different purposes. We know that Sephiroth's end goal is to merge with the live stream at this point. He wants everything to become one with himself because he's a dick. <laughs> um, Shinra wants to find this promised land and basically unlimited Mako. I think they think 
independently, each of the like the Shinra organization and Sephiroth think that that black materia is going to bring them what they want, like their ultimate happiness. For Sephiroth, that's merging with the live stream. For Shinra, it's getting to the the promised land or having unlimited power, basically, from Mako. Mm-hmm. In terms of what it actually is, to me, I don't think the black materia would be something that could be fabricated because it's so powerful. I don't think it can be synthesized in the Mako reactors. I think it has to be naturally occurring. I don't think that Shinra or Sephiroth have realized that yet because, you know, Sephiroth was attacking reactors uh, at first and, you know, Scarlet's going through the old burned down reactors looking to see what's left over basically in them and they're all striking out. But I know that there is a thing in Final Fantasy VII called Meteor, right? I know that because I have a pin, because I've heard it referenced for fucking ever it's a fucking image you see on the internet. Got a tattoo on my arm. Do you have a tattoo? Yeah. Have you showed it before? I don't remember. Can Can I see it? Oh yeah. Oh, that is tight as hell. That is a dope tattoo. Holy shit, that's awesome. I did not know you had that. I've never seen that before. Really? No. You also have uh, Eric's lilies on the back, right? Yeah, I got the lilies. I've seen the lilies before. Those are so cool. Dude, I want a Final Fantasy VII tattoo so bad, but I feel like I have to finish the game before I get one. That seems fair, right? That seems fair. I think when we finish it, we should go get our matching tattoos. Hell yeah. So, back to this, though. Um, I think the Black Materia might be Meteor. I don't know what they would do with that. Like, I don't know how that helps either of them. Right. Because, like, it seems like a big destructive force. Like, I don't know how that helps either of them in their pursuits, which don't ultimately seem destructive (laughs) but are definitely going to be destructive but they don't see them that way like they're not looking to blast a giant fucking hole in the earth for no reason like like a meteor would right like there's no reason for them to do that but i think that that might be what the black materia is all right solid that being i really hope we fucking hear more about it soon (laughs) in game because that's my only theory and i'm clinging to it like a fucking thread right now what else you got for me daddy um so i think we're gonna roll the outro at this point And if you want to hear a little bit of a spoiler chat, stick around. Thank you so much for listening to the First Encounter podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please go leave us an Apple review. They make a huge difference and we would really appreciate it. Additionally, you can find all of our past episodes and how to connect with us on firstencounterpodcast.com. Please come say hi. Join us next time where we conclude the Temple of the Ancients and head back to Nibelheim in the forest to pick up some missing friends. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. So still listening welcome back Hanny. not gonna go too in depth with this i think but there's something you have alluded to you know what happens i gotta touch on it you know Aerith dies at some point i do know Aerith dies at some point between this game and advent children you know what happens i do know what happens i am concerned that it's coming up too it's just because you've brought it up that i want to touch on it now so a what do you think happens b when do you think it happens unfortunately i know what happens because unfortunately i have seen this now playing the game it's kind of fucked up that i've seen this but there's a there was a t-shirt that was super popular at conventions when i started going through it of Aerith just absolutely speared on sephiroth's sword in retrospect what the fuck why would anyone buy that and wear it that's super weird from that i presume that sephiroth kills Aerith. just very I was going to say naturally, but I, I need to walk <laughs> that back. But it just seems like Sephiroth murders Aerith. 
It's like someone wearing a Snape Kills Dumbledore <laughs> shirt, and you can bleep that out if you want, but what the fuck? But it's true, though. Like, yeah. it, it's very similar to that. Like, yeah, I, I totally, totally am on the same board with you. I really wish I didn't know that. Yeah. I feel like that's part of the reason why I was steeled up against Aerith, was that I know she's not a forever character. That being... I don't think it's as later in the game as I want it to be. Like, I want it to be, like, a definitive thing. I feel like it's going to end, like, the first act of the game. Like, uh, I feel like because this was a three-disc game, correct? Yep. I feel like the game is probably separated into acts. This feels like an end of disc one thing. Don't tell me. I don't actually know where, like, from a PS perspective, where disc one ends. Like, we could have been blown way past that at this point. I doubt it considering how much of the game is left but um if the game is about 70 hours or so i would imagine there's about uh 20 some 21 22 episodes or hours ish per disc um i'm very worried that this is going to be where she dies is at the end of the temple of the ancients okay we're we're at the point where we'll be around the hour ending of disc one. Okay. Maybe a little before, maybe a little after we fucked around. We know that we bumblefuck sometimes that being, we know Sephiroth is here. We know that he's killed here already or tried to saying is very mortally wounded. And Aerith has taken a front seat in this part of the story. She is required to be a party member. I'm very concerned that this is going to be it very soon. All right. So you predict end of Temple of the Ancients, she's going to get offed. Yeah. That is unfortunately what I'm seeing. Okay. There are two two feelings I have about that. Yeah. The first is I'm very upset. I love Aerith. She's become such a fucking great character for me. I adore her. The second is what the fuck am I going to do for a healer? <laughs> and also, should, should I unequip her materia before we get to that point so I don't lose Shove it? Shove it all on Barrett. I'm, I'm, I'm Tank wondering, healer, like, you got exactly what you wanted. I'm wondering if I can like read the room and just be like, all right, like, I'm just going to pull some of that material away so I don't lose that. <laughs> like, maybe how, just, how do you explain that to Aerith when like, Cloud's taking her materia <laughs> back? Like, like, how do you hey, play that Hey, don't worry about it. it. You know what? You were never good at casting a free anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the best healer i'm just saying, I'm saying. It, it was it's actually everyone else has been saying i'm not saying I'm not, that but i'm not saying it but barrett he doesn't think you're good and he cures all if you wouldn't <laughs> believe <laughs> yeah right. yeah okay that's what i'm feeling man gotcha this is uh this started out more of a nightmare and ended with more intrigue yeah i'm very excited to see where we're going <sighs> all right thanks for joining us listeners and we'll see you next time bye bye